Greetings and welcome to Shnayim Mikra, the podcast series sponsored by the Orthodox Union, hosted here at OU.org, which we investigate, analyze, study, and discuss one of the aliyot of the current week's parasha. My name is Yitzchak Et Shalom, and we are now studying Parashat Balak. We are now at the second aliyah of Parashat Balak, which begins in Perak Chafbet, chapter 22, verse uh, 13, Pasuk Yod Gimel, just to bring you up to where we were, Bil'am had been uh, presented with a, an offer and a proposal um, of uh, of the ministers or the messengers of Balak to come and curse the people in that first offer. There really wasn't a particular offer of wealth or of any sort of reward, just a request, and perhaps the sense was that Bil'am may gain from this also, or his people may gain from getting Am Yisrael out of the area as well. In any case, let's see what happens. Pasuk Yod Gimel. Vayakom Bil'am Baboker. Bil'am got up in the morning. Remember, God appeared to him at night. The the ministers of Moab stayed with him that night to find out what he would get in the morning. Vayomer al Sarei Valak. What did he say to Balak's ministers? L'chu el Artsachem. Go back to your land. Ki me'ein Adonai letiti la'alochimachem. God will not allow me to go with you. And Bilam makes it very clear that he is under God's direct orders, and if God says no, it's no. Which makes the next scene very strange. So then they come back to Balak. And again, this is not instantaneous. Bilam refuses to come with us. Now notice a change here, which is critical. Bilam's words are, Hashem refuses, the same word, to allow me to go with you. In the meantime, they say, Bil'am refuses to come with us, as if to say that it's Bil'am's own decision, which is really a miscommunication, and had they reported accurately, perhaps the entire story would have stopped at that point. But because the report to Balak is that Bil'am is refusing to come, by Yosef od Balak, Shtoach Sarim, Rabbi Menichwa The first thing is, Balak, who's a king, thinks in royal terms, and thinks about honor, and thinks about dignity, and assumes that Bil'am, because most people see others as they see themselves, meaning they see other people's valuations as if they're their own, that Balak assumes that Bil'am wants more kavod, more dignity, more honor. So he sends greater ministers. That's not all. Vayavo el Bil'am, they come to Bil'am, and again, this is not immediate, this is over maybe a week or so of travel. Vayom rulo, komar Balak ben Sipor. Thus says, now komar is... A, uh, what we call the messenger formula whenever somebody's reporting in the name of a king. Al natimana mehalochena elai. Do not, do not cease right now coming to me. Na means now. So al natimana, do not hesitate or be restrained from coming to me. And again, because Balak's understanding is that Bilam refused on his own. Why? Because I'm going to make it worth your while. I will honor you greatly. In other words, there's great honor for you if you can come defeat these people. Plus, I'll do whatever you ask, which is now two pieces to the puzzle. The first one is inherent. You're going to get great honor. I will honor you, whatever that may mean. It may mean wealth, it may mean position, it may mean, may mean something else, but I'm going to honor you greatly. And the second piece is, anything you tell me to do, I'll do. So if you come with demands of uh, me participating in some way in your magics in order to make it work, I'll cooperate. Again now, curse this people. So 
Bilam turns to Avdei Valak. And notice how the text turns it. They are called Sarim, Rabim, Vinichvadim, more and more honored, uh, a greater delegation both in number and in honor. But when Bilam turns to them, they're simply Avdei Valak. And it sets up the equation. You're Avdei Valak, I'm Ever Hashem. That's basically what we got here. So nobody's operating independently. Now, by the way, Bilam is alluding here to his uh, fee. He says, if Balak gives me his entire household filled with gold, silver and gold, I cannot transgress the words of Hashem, my God. Not to do a small thing or to do a big thing. In other words, at that point, the, the entire story should end. And again, going back to the first Aliyah, had Balak understood B'nai Yisrael's intent, which was merely to camp there and pass through, none of this might have started. Step two, had Balak's first messengers brought back Bilam's message accurately that God is not letting them go, story would have ended at that point. And now, the second set of messengers of Balak come and say, I'm going to uh, honor you and whatever it is that you want. And what does uh, Bilam answer back? I didn't refuse. God's not letting me go. And I can't do anything unless God tells me that I can. If he restrains me, I can't go. But then things change. You stay here now. Stay here. You also tonight. Meaning, just like your predecessors stayed overnight, you stay tonight. Let's see if God has something else to say. Now, why would God have something else to say? Well, several possibilities. Possibility one is that Bilam may ask God special permission, special circumstances. Two, it could be that somehow in the meantime something has happened where God has changed his mind. Maybe Bnei Israel have fallen out of favor with him. Just saying from his perspective. A, um, a, um, third possibility, um, is, uh, is that Bilam's own desire here, and that's the way the Chazal read it, his own greater desire, which is driven, and some of the Rishonim see it this way, driven by the fact that it's now he has what to gain. Beforehand, he was being asked as a favor. Now he has honor, perhaps wealth. So he says, perhaps God will speak differently. What will God say further to me? Now, of course, we have three options here. Option one is God doesn't appear to him. But it seems from the context here that Bilam is somehow able to initiate a conversation with God at his own will. The second thing, as we've seen now twice, said, God will come to me tonight. I'll go to sleep and I'll do what I have to do and I'll get a message from God. The second possibility is the guy comes to him and says, I already told you once, you can't go. But oddly enough, possibility three is the one that plays out. If they have summoned you, then get up and go with them. Now, how is that any different? What is, how is that different than the first case where God said no? But what I tell you, that's what you're going to do. So there's two ways, several ways to read this. I'd like to suggest two. One of them is that the ultimate concern here is for Kiddush Hashem. We start with this. Bilam comes to God and says, these people want me to go and curse the people. God says, you can't curse them. They're blessed people. For you to curse them, if the curse would happen, that would be a chilu Hashem. I have blessed them. That's the way it's going to stay. And now Bilam comes and says, he's given me all of this offer. He says, you know what? There'll be a greater Kiddush Hashem. The greater Kiddush Hashem will be that you go with all of that money waiting for you and everything else, and nonetheless, you do what I tell them, tell you that will be a greater blessing. 
The other possibility here is the one that Ramban raises, is to understand that the mission has changed a little bit from Bilam's perspective. The first mission Bilam wanted to go on that God said absolutely not, put a big red stop sign in front of him, was to go curse the people. But here it says, meaning, if they have called you so that you should come with them and just be there with them, and that's going to be the honor, go ahead. But don't forget, I stopped you from cursing them. So beforehand, stopping you from cursing them was by not letting you go. Now it's letting you go, but not keep letting you curse them. Which will then explain what happens, and I'm going to cheat a little bit by going into the next Aliyah, but only a bit. Bilam got up, we'll deal with this in the next Aliyah, about him saddling his own donkey. God was angry that he was going. And there we have the whole scene with the angel and the donkey, etc. Why is God angry? God said you can go, and now God's angry that he goes. So the Ramban explains it is that God said to him, you can go to be there as a colleague with them, as a diplomat with them, but you can't go to curse. What God understood from the way that Bilam behaved at the beginning of the third Aliyah, with them wholeheartedly, is that he's going to curse them. And therefore, God uh, is angry, and that will lead us, of course, to the famous scene with the donkey, which we will deal with in the third Aliyah. Meantime, everybody should have a wonderful day.